Thank you so much for coming. Hallelujah. It's good to gather in the presence of Jesus. I'm enjoying this time. I'm enjoying our time of worship, studying the word, speaking the word. Hallelujah. So we've been look, last week we saw and studied about the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let's just do a small recap on what we learned. Hallelujah. We saw from the scripture that Jesus started his ministry preaching on the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We saw in Matthew 4 verse 23, it says he started his ministry in Galilee. He says he was teaching in the synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and diseases among the people. Then as you continue, you will see in chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, he continuously keeps speaking about the kingdom. Hallelujah. Speaking to the, uh, the disciples about, uh, I mean, through different parables. And as he comes to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, it says, Jesus went about all the cities uh, and villages, teaching, the, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease among the people. So he started from Galilee, preaching on the kingdom. And as you continue, you see he was going all the villages and cities and towns preaching on the kingdom. And when he sent his disciples, uh, after giving them power and authority, they went about preaching on repentance and the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So they were teaching about the kingdom. We saw that in the book of Acts, the apostles went and preached on the kingdom of God. We saw that Paul preached on the kingdom of God. Philip, the evangelist, preached on the kingdom of God. And what happened? As they preached, signs, wonders, miracles, healings, everything followed the preaching of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We saw that Jesus said, the king, we are in, I mean, he said, the kingdom of God is in us. And Colossians 1 verse 15 says, we are in the kingdom. Hallelujah. We are translated into the kingdom of his son. We are delivered from the power of darkness and we are already in the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. So we are in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So th this is the mentality that we need to keep. The kingdom is in us. Wherever we go, the kingdom follows us. All our needs are met according to the laws and rules of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So that is the one thing that we need to keep in mind. Hallelujah. We're going to look at some more things about the kingdom of God today. Go with me to Mark chapter 4. There's a famous parable there. Mark chapter 4. We'll read from verse 2. It says, And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. 
and others fell on good ground, and did yield fruit, and sprang up, and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, some hundred. And he said unto them, He that has ears to hear, let them hear. Hallelujah. This is a very famous parable. Hallelujah. Many times people take time to teach on these things, especially about sowing and reaping. But here, let's see some more. Let's continue reading. Verse 10, When he was alone, they that were with him, the twelve, asked him about this parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parable. That seeing that you may see and not perceive, and hearing that they may hear and not understand, let, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. Look at that. He's, he spoke to them in this parable. But the disciples did not understand. So after some time, when they found that he was alone, they came to him and asked him to explain the parable. And then as you continue, he is explaining the parable. In verse 13, he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? How then will you know all parables? Look at that. He said, Don't you understand this parable? If you don't understand this, how will you understand the rest? Hallelujah. Because again here, he said in verse um, 11, he said, to you it is given to understand the mystery or to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. So we can boldly say that understanding this parable will give us the key to the kingdom of God. Or the, like Jesus said, the mystery of the kingdom of God. How the kingdom of God operates. Hallelujah. And then let's continue reading. Verse 14. He said, The sower sows the word hallelujah he started the parable saying in verse um, verse 4 he said and it came to pass behold there went out a sower to sow verse 3 said a sower went to sow and then here he explains what he sowed said he sowed the word he sowed the word hallelujah now let's see Yep. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Look at that. He's comparing them to the seeds that were sown on the roadside. Some fell by the wayside, the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Hallelujah. We've seen how that is because we have some birds at home. In the cage, lovebirds at home. We give them food. As they move around these, these, those millet seeds, they fall on the ground. After some time, when we, when we look from our window, we see all the other birds from outside. They are coming and surrounding the cage and they are eating all those seeds that have fallen on the, on the ground. So, Jesus is comparing these things to the word being sown, hallelujah, in a certain kind of heart. And he says, immediately after sowing, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Look at that. Satan comes and, sow, and, and takes those word away. Some people, they go, to the church, they go to church, they sit there, they listen to the message. You ask them, how was service? Service was excellent. 
What did pastor say? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But he preached something nice. What were you listening? They were easily distracted. Actually, they were there, but they were not there. It's like their body was there, but their heart was in, or their mind was in Tokyo. They were somewhere else. They are sitting there looking and seeing all the things that are happening, but their mind is somewhere else. They're distracted. Hallelujah. They're one kind of people. And what happens? These people, they come, they sit in the church, they don't listen, they're easily distracted. What happens? They're the people who come with prayer requests all the time. They say, brother, pray for me. I'm going through this. Pray for me. Meanwhile, the pastor would have preached his heart out and whatever he is going through, the solution would have been preached there. But he's distracted. I've seen this happen many times. Sometimes in some uh, meetings, I'm, I'm, I may be somewhere in the middle and there may be some people that I know sitting right in front. And the pastor might be preaching something and maybe sometimes it is exactly what is needed for that person going sitting right there. I've seen this happen. When the pastor is talking that, suddenly that person is distracted. He's looking somewhere else or looking on his phone. I'm like, hello, he's preaching what you needed right now. But his attention is gone. He's looking at his phone or he's looking somewhere else, looking at a child nearby, distracted. Meanwhile, the solution to his problem is being preached right, right there. Hallelujah. See, that, those are some kind of people. Their solution is being preached. But because their mind, they have not come with a heart prepared to receive the word of God. What happens? They are not enjoying the benefits of the kingdom. They are not enjoying the benefits of the kingdom. See, you buy a new phone. You have, it can be the latest phone with all the features. Hallelujah. But what happens? You, you, you get it, you're excited to use it. Without reading the manual, you start pressing all those things. And then you get stuck. I mean, once it happened, it happened to me. Uh, this was the old Nokia phones. I took it, I was just pressing all the buttons. Suddenly, I pressed some, something and the language changed. It went into Chinese. And I don't know how to read Chinese. Now, to get it back, how do I get it back? See, it happened. You, didn't, you did not read the manual. You're just simply pressing some things and suddenly you're in a mess. Then you say, please help me. Meanwhile, the manual was right there with you, just nearby. You could have read it. You could have followed the instruction. and you, you, I mean, you could have used it and enjoyed the benefit of having the phone. But what happened? You don't hearken to the instructions. Hallelujah. So that is one kind of people who are distracted. Hallelujah. Who don't take time to prepare to come and receive the word. See, basically this is talking about the different types of hearts or the ground where the seed is being sown. The seed is the word of God. See, we are all coming to church. Everybody is coming to church. At least, what, 100, 200 people come to the church service and they are all listening to the same word. But the same word being preached is bearing Different kind of result in different people's life. He's speaking the word of the kingdom, but not everybody is bearing the same kind of fruit. Why? Because they are not prepared their heart to receive the word of God. They come distracted. They come, their mind is not ready. Sometimes it can be the traffic. 
you're driving, you come here, somebody might have crossed you, you're sitting there, but you're thinking about what to say to that auto guy. You're thinking, man, if I get him in my hands, I'll do this, I'll do that. You're playing the whole thing in your mind again and again and again. How do I know this? Because it happened to me. <laughs> you're sitting right there in church, but you're thinking what to do to that guy. Are you seeing? And what is happening? Pastor is preaching. But your mind is not there. You're missing out the whole thing. What happened? Satan came and stole those seeds away. Hallelujah. Came immediately, took all those seeds away. Hallelujah. Let's look at the next ground. And said, next one. Um, I'm sorry, where were we? Yep, verse 16. And these are likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Hallelujah. Okay. The next ground. He said it was sown on stony ground, and it did yield, I mean, and did yield fruit. It sprang up, increased. No, sorry. Um, sorry, that is not the one. I'm talking about verse, um, verse 5. Some fell on stony ground. It, had, <laughs> it did not have much earth. Immediately it sprang up, but it had no depth of the earth. That's what he's explaining here in verse 16. He said, they, they received the word with gladness. That means when the pastor is preaching, it's like, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They're, they're, they're glad. He said, wow, he's preaching a good word. Yes, that is true. They're receiving the word with gladness. That means the word is going inside. Hallelujah. But what happened? Let's see. It says, But have no root in themselves, so endure but for a time. Look at that. The word that was sown, it did not, they did not give it time to bear root. See, if, if a plant, when it is growing, if it does not have a strong root system, what happens? It will go. It will go. One of the major reasons for all the landslides that we, that we heard about in North Karnataka and other places where, I mean, the landslides happening, the whole topsoil is just being washed away. Why? Because we cut off the plants, there are no plants there which are, or trees that have developed strong root system that will, that will hold the soil together. What happens? They're all washed away. They're all washed away. Hallelujah. Same way, people, they receive the word. But that word did not bear roots. See, without roots, you cannot bear fruits. A tree that is not uh, having a strong root system, when the wind comes, it will fall. Like we see in Bangalore most of the time. Anytime it rains, we hear some news somewhere of a tree falling on somebody or somebody's car. Why? Because the root system is not strong. Hallelujah. And here it says, they endure for a time. That means for some time, everything looks like it is going okay. But afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Immediately they are offended. Pastor preached a good word and they received that word. But the word that you received, now tests are going to come. It was time to apply the word that you heard in your life situation. 
But then what happened? They got offended. Ah, it doesn't work for me. Ah, I don't think it is for me. They get offended. When are they getting offended? When affliction comes. When affliction comes. See, afflictions and persecutions will come for everyone. Jesus said, afflictions will surely come. Persecution will surely come. So no matter which place you are, what your financial situation is, what your health background is, I mean, um, whatever you're going through, in your situation, persecution will come. It will surely come. And it may not be the same as somebody else, based on what your, what your present situation is, to challenge you, to challenge the word that was put inside you, persecution can come. Afflictions, affliction can come. What will you do when those things come? Bible says they got offended. They got seriously offended. What happened? What, what happened to them? Bible says um, it sprang up. Um, sorry. There was not much earth. Immediately it sprang up because it had no earth. And when the sun was up, it was scorched because it had no root. It withered away. It withered away. Look at that. So you may, st you may see people when pastor is preaching, they are saying, Hallelujah, they are jumping, they are, they are acting, they are waving their hands, all those things. But then, when the real trouble comes, we know whether they received the word, whether they spent time, studied the word, spent time to, to bear roots of, on the word that, or the seed that they received. No, they didn't do it. That's why when trouble comes, they are crying. They are offended at people. They don't come for Bible study. Ah, last time he preached, I believe, but it did not work for me. So I'm not coming to Bible study. You've seen so many people like that. What do you do for this? In Acts chapter 11, Sorry, Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. It's talking about the Bereans. It says, And these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Do you see the similarity? They received the word with all readiness of mind. And what did they do? They went and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore many believed. Look at that. They, they also received the word. But what happened to them? They did not just receive it and then forget about it. They went back home, searched the scriptures daily. What are they doing? Building up the root system. The word is bearing root. Because they did not simply hear, go home and forget. No. They went back, took the time, checked the scriptures, studied the scripture. What happened? They bore some root system. And then what happened? God is writing about them in his book. Saying they were more noble than the Thessalonians. They searched the scripture. I am sure they would have borne some really good fruit. Hallelujah. So, these people... When affliction comes, how did they react? How did they react? Let's look at Paul. 
Paul is a good example for us to follow. That's why he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Hallelujah. Let's look at some scriptures here. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8. I'll read from the Amplified. He says, it says, we, For we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about the affliction and the oppressing distress which befell us in the province of Asia, how we were so utterly and unbearably, look at that, weighed down and crushed that we despaired even of life itself. Oh my goodness. Look at that. He is talking about some kind of affliction that they face, persecution that they face. He said, we were so utterly and unbearably weighed down, crushed that we did not even want to live. That's the kind of affliction and torment that they faced. I mean, sometimes pressure, problem, family problems, children problem, financial problem, health situation. It can put so much of pressure on you. It can be children. It can be your in-laws, whoever it is. They're thinking about them. I mean, it can, be put, it can put a lot of pressure on your mind, on your soul. That sometimes you just, you just don't even want to live. I just want to finish this off. I want to end my life. You feel rejected. You feel as if nobody understands you. You feel as if you are lost. What will I do? I'm sinking. I'm going down this hole. I don't know where to hold. We have all gone through situations like that. I mean, some, it can be terrible. I mean, recently, about close to a year back, we went through some situation. My goodness, we couldn't sleep. We are awake in the middle of the night and we start crying because of the things that happen. We are like, oh Lord, why is this happening? Why did this happen? We gave our life to this. Why are these things happening? You feel like whatever you did for so long is just a waste. All the struggles, all the hours, all the, all the hard work that you've put in. Where has this come to? Such thoughts will come. Paul is going through something like that. But look at the next verse. We read verse, verse 8. It says, King James says, Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He said, it was like a death sentence for us. We did not trust in ourselves, but we trusted in God who raises the dead. That means even if the situation looks like a death sentence for you, you can believe in God who raises the dead. Hallelujah. He said, it can be a death sentence. It will look like I'm dying. But thank God I believe in a God who raises the dead. Hallelujah. If the situation can kill me, God will raise the dead. Hallelujah. Look at that. The next verse says, God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. He delivered us. He does deliver us right now and he will still deliver us in the future. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the amount of root that the word has borne in, in Paul. How much the word has taken root in Paul's life, in Paul's mind. That means 
See, most of the oppression that you feel is in your soul. All the thoughts come. Everything that bothers you, it's in the soul. It's not in your spirit. Your spirit is righteous if you're born again. Your spirit is in connection with God, connected to the life that comes from God. It is constantly in fellowship with God. It is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. But where does the pressure come? In your mind, in your soul. That's where all the thoughts of despair, where you feel like, I will quit. I want to just give up. Where are those things coming up? From your soul. In your mind, you will look like, man, I'm, de- I'm done. I'm, I'm dead. I don't think I'll survive this. All those things are in your soul. That's where the enemy attacks. But what did Paul say? He said, I have some experience. God has delivered us from death sentences before. He is still delivering us in the middle of this death sentence and he will still deliver us. Look at that. You also helping together in prayer for us. Look at that. He is so confident about God. Where did he get this faith from? From the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why he was able to say, in, if, you, if you see in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, see it's a continuation, it's one continuous letter. Chapter 4, he said, For our light affliction is but for a moment, it is working for us, a far more exceeding and greater weight of glory. Look at that. He's talking about the affliction. All 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. He said, A light affliction is for a moment. Look at that. And it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of of glory. Look at that. What affliction is he talking about? Almost being dead. He said it's a light affliction. Light affliction. And what is it doing? It is working for me. The devil will try to put pressure on you with affliction. It can be sickness, financial problem, um, children problem, in-laws problem, whatever it is. It can be, it can it can torment you so much it can affect your soul it can affect your mind it can affect the things that you do you might have lost all hope but here Paul is saying it is still a light affliction and what is it doing to you if you have a strong word based root system it says it is working for us those things are actually working for you that's why Paul could say Paul could say boldly he delivered us He's still delivering us. He will still deliver us in the future. Why? Because he's got some experience right now. He saw how the first affliction came. It worked out. It looked so big. But now when I look back, it's nothing. Thank God. It's over. It's like a dream. It's over. So now another new thing came. And it is trying to torment. It looks like the death sentence again. He's saying, still light affliction devil you don't know you try to put all these things on me but it's a light affliction it's working for me you know what it means he say all those things it is actually working for me working for me what is it working for you he said 
working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. What does that mean? See, when you first go to the gym, Hallelujah, when you try to lift up the heavy weights, it's too much for you. What do you do? You start with smaller weights. You first, it might be a little embarrassing to first start off with the plain bar. You just take, oh, there's no weight. Everybody's looking at me. They're trying to make fun of me. But for you, that is a heavy weight. That is the maximum you can handle. You took that. And you're, with that, you're working out. After some time, what happens? You add some more weight. What is that weight doing to you? At that time, it might look like, oh, it is too much. But that weight is actually working for you. What is it doing? It is making you stronger. Why is it making you stronger? So you can now add some more weight. After you went through that 5 kg weight, you lifted it. It was difficult for you. But you practiced with it. You did not quit. You went ahead with it. What happened? 5 kg became nothing after some time. You put on the 10 kg weight. It looks like heavy. But you, you did not stop. You did not give up. You said, ah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't take this anymore. You quit. No. You continued. That day it might have been very tiring. You came back the next day. Again, you did not stop. You pushed at it. What is that weight doing to you? Making you stronger. That weight is actually working for you. It is not working against you. People sometimes quit. When trouble comes. When persecution comes. You need to understand... If you have a strong word-based root system, what is happening? Those pressure, those death sentences, it is actually working for you for a far greater level of glory. Amen. Paul said we are going from faith to faith, glory to glory. Amen. You might be displaying in one level of faith. You might be seeing a, a, a certain level of glory manifested in your life. But what happened? Those trouble, those persecution coming, what is it doing to you? It is working for you. To take you to the next level of glory. To manifest the next level of faith. You just continue. You just continue. Paul said, light affliction. Light affliction. If you have YouTube, not now. When you, when you go, there is a famous bodybuilder. His name is Ronnie Col Coleman. Ronnie Coleman. I liked him before. I used to work out. And he, the one thing that he used to keep saying when he is working out is, he's lifting some major weight. He's saying, lightweight baby, lightweight baby, lightweight baby. He's talking to himself. I don't know if he's born again. I hear him speak some trash, some very bad words. But he, had, he got one thing right. He's lifting all those heavy weights. I mean, it's too much. His face is like, like this, but he keeps saying, lightweight baby, lightweight baby. That's what this scripture reminds me of. Paul is saying, lightweight baby, lightweight. It's a light affliction. He's just pushing through with the word. Pushing through with the word. He's saying, man, you're working for me. You're working for me. What was the result? That guy was lifting all those weights. He became Mr. Olympia. Became a millionaire. Same way, you are going through afflictions. You are going through trouble. It is actually God's plan is it is working for you. That's why Romans 8, uh, 28 says, All things work together for good for them who love the Lord. 
and are called according to his purpose. What do you do? 28 follows 26 and 27 where it's talking about speaking in tongues. I mean, when the trouble comes, you don't quit. You speak in tongues. You pray in the spirit. You take some more word. You speak the word. You let the word build a strong root system inside you. So strong that you're saying, lightweight baby. Lightweight baby. Come on, devil. What, you are, what, are you, what do you think you're doing to me? It's working for me. It's working for me. All things are working together for good for me. This trouble, this financial trouble, this health trouble, this marriage trouble, this children's tr uh, trouble, this in-law trouble, whatever it is, it is working for me. Far exceeding weight of glory. Hallelujah. You don't quit. Keep praying in tongues. Keep declaring the word of God. Continue to read the word. What are you doing? The root is spreading down. The root is spreading down. What happens? The fruits will start developing. You grow. Because the roots are growing deeper, you are growing higher, taller. And because of that, what is happening? You are spreading out. And because of that, what is happening? You start flowering. When you start flowering, the world will see. And then what happens? The flowers will bear fruit. And when you start bearing fruit, the world will taste and see the goodness of the fruit that you are bearing. Why? Because you did not give up. You did not give up. You became the ground that is bearing fruit. You, were, you did not let afflictions make you quit. You said, lightweight, lightweight baby, light affliction, light affliction. It is working for me. It is working for me. Far greater glory. Far greater glory. Lightweight. Lightweight. It is working for me. Far greater glory. I am coming out. I am going to the next level. People will see. I am bearing fruit. People will taste and see the goodness of, of, of the Lord in my life. Hallelujah. These are kingdom principles. Jesus was telling these things to his disciples. Hallelujah. This is the mentality that we need to keep as believers. That's why... We encourage people to pray the prayer in Philippians chapter 1. Before that, before we go there, let's go back to Mark chapter 4. What happened to these people? When afflictions came, what did they do? They were offended. Hallelujah. It says, having no root in themselves, so endured for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, Immediately they are offended. They are offended. They are offended at the people uh, who are against them. They are offended at the pastors. They are offended at everybody. Offense is a major warning signal. If you see that you are, you are, in not, you are, in, you are, you are offended, you need to take it as a warning signal. Man, something is wrong. Something is wrong. If somebody even tells you, why are you offended? Immediately, your signals should turn on. Like, man, why are they speaking like that? Why are they saying that I'm offended? That means your root is not developed strong. If you're offended, if you let anything and everything offend you, then means you have to, you have to check yourself. Man, something is not right. Maybe I have to check my root. Go, back, go with me to Philippians chapter 1. <clears throat> Philippians 1, the prayer that we pray, 
from verse 9 says, And I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. You are sincere and without offense till when? Till the day of Christ. And that's, that's a big requirement. To be sincere and without offense till Christ returns. It's a prayer. Paul is praying this prayer for the church. So I encourage you to pray this prayer for yourself. Say, Lord, I pray that my love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that I may approve things that are excellent, that I may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. You have to pray this prayer for yourself. This prayer actually helps you build roots because you are praying out the will of God. Hallelujah. You will not be offended. Afflictions will come, but you can be like Paul said, Light, lightweight baby, light affliction, light affliction. It is working for me. It is working for me. Hallelujah. I, I believe you understood this. We have to pray this prayer for ourselves. That we will not be offended. That we will, we will be like Paul saying, Man, these things that are trying to take my mind, that are trying to affect my thinking, that is trying to put me down, I speak back to you. No. I will have the last laugh. I laugh at you. Ha, ha, ha. You're working for me. I'm going to the next level of glory. I'm building my strength. My capacity is increasing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to do these things. All of us will, will go through troubles, persecution, affliction, one time or the other. It will keep on coming. Jesus said it is impossible. But these things will come. It will keep coming. It will keep coming. You finish with one. You think, oh, it's over. But then the next one is on the way. See, the devil, when the devil tempted Jesus, I mean, you see the three of them, the three temptation, he left him, Bible says, he left him for a season. Left him for a season. Why? He's coming back again. He did not even spare Jesus. What did Jesus do? He replied back with the word saying it is written. How was he able to reply back like that? Because he had a strong root system in the word. And as he is, so are we in this world. So we need to develop a strong word-based root system in our lives, in our thinking. So what happens when these things come and attack you? You can reply back like Jesus did. It is written. This is a light affliction. No matter how much it is trying to torment me, it's a light affliction. I'm coming out of this. I'm going to the next level of glory. It is working for you. My brother, my sister, you need to understand it is working for you. It is not against you. In your house construction deal, those things will try to come and attack you. You say, ah, it's working for me. In Jesus' name. It's working for me. I'm coming out stronger. I can deal with these things. That means the next one is coming. You are moving to the next level. If you can handle this, you are going to the next level. That means more houses are coming. Hallelujah. 
You deal with this. Speak the word of God. Declare the word of God. Declare the promises of God. You come out victorious. What happened to you? You just got stronger. That 10 kilo weight, that 20 kilo weight, which you thought was so big, you just wanted to finish it off, give up, stop. What happened? You became stronger that you can now carry 35. Hallelujah. That means you've just come out stronger. You've come out to be able to handle the next level of glory. Hallelujah. So don't give up. Keep the kingdom mentality, which is the word-based root system. Develop that root system. Don't quit. Always go back to the word. Be like the Bereans. They went back, searched the scriptures daily. And God saw that it was so wonderful, it pleased God so much that he decided to write it for eternity in his books. That it is recorded there for eternity that the Bereans were more noble. What did they do? They went back, searched the scripture. They did not give up. Daily, they developed a root system. When afflictions came, man, that root system held them strong. They are going from one level to the next level. And that is the will of God for each one of us. Hallelujah. I believe you understood this. We will continue on this next week. This kingdom mentality. How the kingdom works. Afflictions will come. Persecutions will come. But we need to be like those people who develop a strong root. When our root is strong, we will not be shaken. We cannot be thrown here and there. We will say, lightweight baby, is this all you got? Is this all you have? Bring, Come on, bring more, bring more, bring it on. I can stand, I have a root system. I can handle this. Start speaking. You are going to the next level. Those things are actually working for you. Laugh at those things. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Your word is the truth. We are sanctified, separated we are made distinct by your word. Hallelujah. That we can go back and speak like Jesus spoke. Saying it is written. Hallelujah. That these are light afflictions. We don't care how it is trying to push us down. We speak to you. Ha ha ha. You are light. We declare we are coming out. You are working for us. Far greater glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We are moving to the next level of faith. We are moving to the next level of glory. That's our inheritance. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We praise you. We worship you, Father. Our root system is being developed. We are growing taller. We are spreading out wider. Hallelujah. We are like that seed that is sown, that is growing up. Hallelujah. Spreading our roots. Hallelujah. That we will be a blessing to nations in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for every person under the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord, that the word that is sown right now, hallelujah, is not like the stony ground. It's not the wayside ground. It's not a stony ground. It's not a thorny ground. But it is good ground that these words that are sown right now will bear fruit 30, 60, 100 fold in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.